0: This is Kevin And this is Ron And this episode of Your Valuable Home is brought to you by Provia Provia, a faith-based company that makes Entry doors, storm doors, patio doors Vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows Vinyl siding, manufactured stone And metal roofing All of incomparable quality
1: Welcome to Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast for listeners who believe that residential real estate is the way to build wealth. Hi, I'm Kevin Kennedy, a working contractor and host of Your Valuable Home. Your Valuable Home is for homeowners and investors alike who want to acquire and improve real estate based upon educated
0: decisions. And I'm Ron Milk, Your Valuable Home producer and co-host. Our weekly one-hour podcast is not about doing it yourself. It's about hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. And it's not about flipping. It's about buying and holding to build wealth. Homeowners and investors who strive to create wealth and financial freedom with real estate and avoid costly home improvement mistakes. Your Valuable Home is for you.
1: The Project Replay made redoing our kitchen and bath trouble-free. Your horror stories have kept us from hiring the wrong contractors. The college segments have taught us how to keep toxins out of our home, what to look for in replacement windows, how to borrow sensibly against home equity, and more.
0: College teaches investors like me how to freshen up my rentals without spending a fortune. Their suggestions are great for our...
1: It's time for Your Valuable Home.
0: Okay, Kev, we got a replay. It's a little unusual this job for you, isn't it? It's a historic house. You don't usually do historic. Yeah, you got that right. Oh
1: boy. They're good customers of mine. They're friends of mine. And we worked on their house for years. The last time we were there, we put some Provia windows in the back garage, which (laughs) is not a really small garage it's huge they're in the process we talked about it before of them redoing the house but in a way that makes sense for how old the house is and they chose a product a maintenance-free product for all new barge boards fascia we're putting gutters on we're doing the provia windows where we put them in we're redoing a trim more of like a craftsman style mm-hmm. so it's just giving you the real feel of how a 300 year old house should look and it's something they wanted to do That's
0: 300 years old yeah
1: Wow! Oh, I tell you, doing the windows from the beginning, nobody wanted to touch it because the existing part of the house where the windows are, there was no header or lintel. Now, what that means is- Not only
0: that, but they have to all be different sizes too, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eric calls it the hodgepodge. He's the homeowner of the house and uh, every window was a different size. Yeah. So how do you get it? So I I said, listen, I said, why don't we do this? We'll just shrink them to one consistent size so everything looks the same. They were off by two, three inches.
0: That much? (laughs) Yeah.
1: It was really... Not, what's nice about those windows that were existing, they were the original windows and they had that old Baroque camming that looked like water glass.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, that's gorgeous stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, but they were looking to upgrade. So they mm-hmm. put new windows in and what we did is we sealed everything in the unit. But what was so difficult about this job doing those windows from the beginning is that it was the game of Jenga. And if you took that window and just ripped it out like any normal company would do, there's no header.
0: What's holding everything
1: up? The window itself? osmosis i called it. <laughs> it i don't know <clears throat> we actually put a, a mini header system in uh, when we made the window smaller to make sure that nothing would happen because if we took it out quick it's the game of jenga that uh, that whole wall could have come down could come, right exactly and nobody wanted to touch the job and i said i can do this this is something i can do and that's why they they loved what we did back then this was seven eight years ago and uh, we've been doing it ever since then and it was like i think it was right after how COVID. many
0: windows were you dealing with there
1: 56 windows 56
0: Mm winds this is not a small house
1: no it took me weeks to do it yeah weeks but it was the interior trim i actually scribed the old plaster and stone the way it was set it wasn't a straight cut i had to scribe everything and it took me longer to do the trim than it did anything else plus with what we do
0: scribe it mean cut it to contours and stuff like that yes
1: oh is it nice but oh it took me forever the windows didn't take too long Once we put the window in, we put the the rubber around it, we double-sealed it. What was
0: it, all stone, the house, all Uh, stone underneath?
1: (laughs) It was stone with six layers of stucco that were applied over through the 300 years.
0: Through the 300 years, yeah.
1: Even though the stucco looks dated, what they're gonna do is once we get done our work, and now the time we're in, since we're in Pennsylvania, the stucco company's gonna be coming in springtime and then restucco the place he's going to put all new wire lath because one thing with stucco is you cannot just apply stucco over top of stucco that's been painted so you can recoat it if it's not painted but once you paint it you've it's not going to bond you got to rip everything off this house well you can't because it's stone so everything's held together most of the stones held together from the first layer of that stucco so what you do is you just apply more lath and you put another brown coat and go right over it and do it all over again wow so it's the big job the house gets a little bigger as we call it. we were talking about it, a little thicker because of all the extra stucco but it's all the details in the trim because over time the reason why we're doing the soffits and we're doing the fascia and barge boards because they were rotting out so they wanted something that's going to be a little bit more maintenance free now this product that we're putting up needs to be painted but they're going to get 50 years out of it not a problem but it was the continuation of then the stucco got involved they're going to be new stucco they're putting real stone native to the area that they're in uh, in the lower Gwinnett area we're going to be doing it and something that's native to that they went to a supply store and they bought stone from the region so it looks authentic
0: yeah it makes a lot of sense absolutely right she, she said look I love
1: the stone uh,
0: is work. the stone different out there than it is here in Bucks County
1: Uh it's probably the same thing Bucks County stone yeah uh, they're looking at but yeah you can tell if you're Living in the Bucks County area, you dig up a lot of the stones. That's what it's really...
0: Well, I know, because once you get into Philadelphia, that stone is it's called schist, yes. which was native to the Philadelphia area. I think all the stone houses down there are made of that, aren't they?
1: They are. Yeah. We're doing a big builder. He had a house in Maniunk. And I don't know if you remember this, but the schist turns to powder. And when you grab it, it's that shiny, flaky stuff. I remember I called... It's,
0: the- got, it's got like a glitter to it.
1: Yes. Yeah uh the wall collapsed on us it was a not a balloon frame house they had a, a system built up it was a big eight by eight which was holding the second floor up but the whole thing just crumbled and fell apart and i remember calling you i think we were on the radio at the time i said i'm not gonna make it They got a big hole in the wall it literally was a five foot by eight and a half foot high wall that completely crumbled and they had problems i mean we knew that was- so the schist breaks down
0: after a while oh yeah you're saying Okay. Yeah, I you can't, that.
1: You've, if you have an old house, say in Maniunk or in Philadelphia, if you grab some of that shiny stuff, you'll notice that it, it can crumble a lot easier than other stone. Hmm. It's not a great building stone, but they didn't use it for building, they used it for fill. So how they did insulation back then is they used this product and used it to fill in because it's not a, a place that I'd probably recommend building from scratch with, but if they did build it with scratch, do you ever see the homes in, uh, like say Philadelphia, the ones that are settling if you go in the basement, because my grandmother's house had that in it, and it was just crumbling, you can see the walls are shifting, the outer walls.
0: How about that? Uh, so I never I, realized that. Ooh, so it's yeah.
1: a soft stone then? Very soft stone. Hmm. Yeah, over time, it just it, it, you can crumble it in your hands. So you're living in, say, the Philadelphia region, you grab that stone and you have it in your house. <laughs> don't be playing with it too much. Just leave it at its natural element because you don't want problems down the line. So be careful with the Never contractor you hire. Never realized iron.
0: that. Never knew that. Yeah, how about that? Okay. Yeah,
1: so that's why I don't go to Philly anymore because it's just it's it's not that we can't do it. It's just too difficult to work with. So I just at the state. Well, it
0: sounds like you, no matter no matter what you do, you're going to run into a problem with it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you got to. We reframed that entire wall, and what was nice is that it had stuck on the outside, but the the buddy of mine, who's a contractor, he's a big time contractor, had somebody come in and put drive it up. And if you're in Maniunk, you'll know this house. It's blue, powder blue. uh, Doesn't look like a house in Maniunk. The homes that I do aren't really normal homes. They're different. We do something different. And this is something we were talking about. And he said, let's pick these colors out. It's like a Caribbean blue. It's right across from the train station up on the hill, uh, a little further up in Maniunk. It's not down at the bottom by the Schuylkill River. It's a little further up, but Hmm. there's a parking lot right there. And you can't miss this house because everything's tan and gray down there, the tan color. It's Caribbean blue. (laughs) So... But yeah, getting back to the house that we're working on, it's just going to fit exactly the way it was designed from the way the architect drew a lot of this up. And when we put the Provia windows in, we did what we're called simulated divided lights. Now, what they are is the grids on the window are on the inside and out. And what it's replicating is years and years ago, they had the windows that were individual panes. Well, that's what it is. It's simulating that they're individual panes. And it looks amazing. And then on top of that, we did something different. That's the first time I ever did a Pro door on the garage that had the it looked like four boxes. And it's one of the newer products over the past five years that came out. And the door is absolutely gorgeous. And that was installed. We did that last week. And then yeah, I
0: I can imagine the doors would look good on historic house like that. They the prove doors.
1: They do. But here's one thing we're going to be doing the upgrade. I talked them into doing the fusion frame. So we're doing a cherry signet door. And the frame itself is going to match. Everything's matching. So there's nothing on the house that has the wood look. But the front door Provia, door we're putting in the cherry signet, is going to look amazing. And that's going in actually three really days from now really It is. Pop. Yeah. So that's what we're doing with this tour. But it's just it's it, giving that authentic look and still keeping within the genre of what that house was built 300 years ago. And that's what she wanted. She definitely wanted something as being a homeowner. If I'm going to live in a house and spend this kind of money, she wanted what she wanted. And the, the windows and doors were the, the big part. I said, you did it right. How way. many windows again? 56
0: windows. 56 windows. Yep, 56 fine windows. What do you do when it's time to clean those windows? Go on vacation and have somebody else do it, right? Yes. Yes.
1: Because the, it's, yeah, your talk probably, you know what? One day I'm going to count those. The grids pattern and see how many lights. Now the lights are those individual squares that you right, see on a window. Right. Our count and I'll let you know next week when we come back to the studio how many panes. Well it's I, going
0: to vary because the windows vary in size, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they're not are not extremely large windows, but with all the windows that we put in, I'm gonna say we're probably at least six hundred panes, different panes. I'm thinking six hundred is my amazing.
0: number. Sounds like a big house. How many square feet is it?
1: I'd say the main house has got to be at least five thousand square foot 5, and the garage. Has a studio above it and it has three massive garage doors, and that's probably about a 3,200 square foot size garage. Wow. So it was big. Yeah yeah it's big so uh it's, we'll, have, we'll be showing those pictures uh, on our social media sites so people can see them we're going to put them out early when things get rolling and get it done but there's going to be multiple phases there's getting landscaping done bluestone that's getting done a lot of good stuff getting done but it's going to be in time because it's getting a little bit too cold here in the so region it's in, pro-
0: in progress right now correct okay
1: yeah, we're going to be finishing up a lot of the little odds and ends, the trim work. It's not going to look the prettiest because the product we're putting up is a real deep gray fascia board and soffit that we're putting up, and it's going to be painted in the springtime. Some of it has the fascia. We pre-painted the fascia because we're putting this copper-looking gutter up. It's not real copper, but it's a copper-looking gutter. And we pre-painted it so when the painter comes back in the springtime. And that's when I would highly recommend everybody doing painting. Don't do it in the wintertime because the winter is when it gets the most dirty. you ever notice when you have a house it gets dirty you need to pressure wash it in the spring mm-hmm. the reason why is in the winter it gets got dirty in the winter real dirty okay. in the winter right. so the place is going to look great and i'm looking forward to putting those pictures on the social media sites so people can see exactly yeah what this really be an
0: interesting project to take a look at all right we got sort of an unusual <laughs> horror story today right yeah we always laugh when it comes to the horror I don't know, stories I don't but know, just how does this stuff happen
1: because everybody thinks they're a contractor i'm just going to throw it out there i mean how many times have i said listen I'm, i, I want to become a doctor I can make great money. I've got tools that can fix people up. I can cut things off and sew them back on. but I'm not a professional. I didn't sleep at a Holiday Express, but I know what my limitations are. And everybody thinks they can just start a contracting company. Well, here's one that I saw. And uh, again, I'm not gonna mention any names, but there was a paving job was recently done. And it was a decent sized company that did it. I, I don't know them personally, but I seen their trucks around. Well, they got a driveway and they got it extended to put two cars in side by side. And I noticed that the uh, person was complaining that the driveway developed a crack within the first week of when it was done—a brand new driveway—and of course, one thing led to the other. Unbelievable. Here's how you extend driveways: is when you're going to extend it, you don't put the macadam right over top of dirt. Oh, it was an extension to the driveway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the proper way of doing is you got to dig it out, and go down at least eight, ten inches, and what I like to do is you do maybe three inches of some some crushed stone and then pack it down nice and tight, and then do it again put another layer so it's a great base so you're not just dealing with dirt because the virgin soil even though it's there you, you need a base everything today needs a base and whether you're doing painting whether you're doing say roofing because you can take off the roof and have rod apply plywood and shingle over top of it if you do that you're going to develop problems well immediately the homeowner called up the contractor who did the paving and they came right out so i got to give a kudos they came right out and put patches right over top of the existing crack. Can you imagine seeing you you see new driveways and it's perfectly smooth? Imagine after a week you have these patches in your driveway. Should have done the whole thing all over. (laughs) They didn't want to do that. So but the problem was from the beginning if they prepped the driveway correctly.
0: Put Macadam right over Earth? Yes. Oh.
1: Right over. Oh man. man. Because what happened is by time it all said and done after months and months of flight No stone. No stone. Stone? No, no, no dirt. (laughs) Yeah. I've seen done a, t- a couple of times where they do it and people complain about it. And they, we had a couple on the show throughout the years. I know I had uh, one of the guys that did my foundation at my house. He does driveways and he talks about how he sees it a lot. So it's. Why would anybody do something like
0: that? I mean, it just doesn't make any
1: sense. Well, you always got the gypsies that fly by and knock on your door and say, hey, I've, I'm here doing I driveways. Thought they were, I
0: thought they were just black toppers that put in whole driveways. Yeah. Oh. Well, they're going to
1: redo your driveway. And, you know, I've got extra macadam here. I can come do your driveway. And you're talking about extending it out, but they're going to be out of business in, a, say, a month. They're going to extract as much money that they can out of that development. And once you go after them and everybody starts to put a class action suit, they're out of business. So there's no way you're protected as a homeowner to go after them because they're gone. So it's finding the reputable company from the beginning that's been around in your area that you're going to get the correct job. But I tell people, listen, when it comes to the correct job, sometimes I'm more like, it's going to be more expensive to get the right contractor because they're giving you all the components it needs to never have a problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, I'm not saying I don't have problems, but I make that attempt. If you're going to do a job, there's no shortcuts on my job. If you see a problem, you fix it. Well, this, is, this, this was more than a shortcut. This was like a major botch job. Uh, yeah, I don't know how somebody could actually do that. And it was eight feet of dirt. So after all said and done, because I, I wouldn't want that in my house, having these patches cover over no, all the cracks no. on a brand new driveway. <laughs> no, no! So if you have those patches, you probably don't want to have it. But the, the guy did come back, and that's why they found that it was over dirt. I mean, back it, it looked because the side... The way they did it was when you look on the side of a driveway, what they do is they make it look like it's four to five inches thick. Is They, they dig down and bring the side and tamp the side down. So it gives the illusion that you have a lot of... There's stone under there. There's something under yeah. there because it's thick. Right. But it's really not thick. It was only about two inches thick, the homeowner told me. So at two inches over dirt, probably not going to hold too well. So the company, again, knew they wanted to be in business. They actually came out... Cut it all out, redug it out, did it right at no charge, and then redid the driveway. Oh, they did redo it. Yeah, after fighting for months, this was done at the beginning of 2023. Yeah, because
0: they're moving on, so they can, you know, mess up somebody else's driveway.
1: <sighs> right. So the more
0: want, we mess up, the more money we make, right?
1: And you go out of business, and when Dang, you go out of yeah. business, because here's what people don't understand is that going after a contractor for bad workmanship is tough to get a lawsuit because it's a bad job. Here's what the judge has been saying a lot of times that I physically have seen. Well, you hired a guy. You went with the cheaper price. This is what you get. But think about how smart the builders are because they have such high-powered lawyers that, as you know, when you buy a new house, they make you sign a clause that you can't sue them. Arbitrary clause that you can't go after the builder if you have a problem. Uh, so they're covering themselves. Yeah. I mean, these companies are, they're multi-billion dollar companies and they know how to protect themselves because think about it, when you're, you're getting a house built, Who's the one physically building the house and who's overseeing everything? There could be so many shortcuts that you don't know about. I'll give an example. They're framing a house. And I've seen a couple times that the studs, we only had one nail in it. Or the jack studs are cut low, so the header's going to drop. And when that drops, you see cracks develop in the drywall. Right. The only way to fix it is got to go out and resupport everything and jack everything back up again. And then replace the drywall. And you got to fix it. Yeah. So why go out and do that? But if you do it right from the beginning, but where's the quality control that you're seeing from builders or contractors? I don't think it's there. Right. And we've talked about how many times that I said on the show, because everyone keeps asking me, What's SNS? SNS is salesmen and subs. So the, the guy sells the job, they bring subs out. Nobody's doing quality control to look at what they're doing. The job's done, homeowners pay, and they start seeing signs, the ugly face shown on the poor quality workmanship. And either the company's A, out of business, to the warranty's up and they're not going to cover it. And now the homeowner is out of luck because they've got a bad product. And the only way to fix it is to rip it out and redo it. So
0: this is a horror story with a happy ending, right?
1: Yeah, another, yeah, mean, how about that? It's a,
0: it's a, it's a, it's a hair puller. You got to pull your hair out to get the thing done right, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they went back and forth with the contractor and it took a while, right?
1: It, yeah, it, but, it did. But it, it did get resolved. It did get resolved because I know I passed by that development throughout the year and they were still there, the paving company. I still see their signs. When you see a contractor sign and put out in the middle of a field because they're trying to advertise, which again, is illegal to put your business sign on somebody's property that you don't even have a contract with. You just can't go on people's properties and just start putting signs out. And you're saying people were doing that? Oh, it's all over the place. Oh, oh there's one company that's notorious around this area doing. <laughs> it. He did on one of my customers' properties years ago. And I called the, my buddy up, I'm like, yo, what are you doing with this company that, that's, I do all your work, he's what are you talking about? So, But they, they're notorious for it. So if you see signs just being put out in the middle of anywhere, uh be cautious about those companies i know them personally i wouldn't have they're work hungry. on my dog hungry,
0: house hungry for work
1: yeah because they're out of work right and if you're pushing that mm-hmm. you know people ask me I'm like i don't see your signs anywhere i'm like yeah i know I, I don't i don't put them anywhere i very rarely put my signs out you'll know my trailer's there or my trucks are there The every truck's day, there
0: with the logo on it
1: but i don't really put them out that much because uh, everybody knows me in your development and I'm, I'm highly referred after 34 years these new companies this is the way they got to do it but if you're going to hire somebody to put in somebody out in a, like a telephone pole or just in the middle of a, a field, there's nothing there. I get real cautious about them because all the big companies that I know that are, that are good, they don't do that. There's been a lot of horror stories. Again, we can't mention names, but there's a lot of horror stories that you and I have been doing over the years that are these guys. And these horror stories just there's a plethora of them. They're never going to stop because they're all, never going to stop. They're they care about stop. the money. Yeah. They, want, they want your money in their pocket and they'll do whatever it takes. To get it. And but it it's nice
0: to know this one had a happy ending. It did. Right? okay. It did,
1: but you, you shouldn't have to fight this. If you're in business, do it right. Get it done the first time, do it right. But again, homeowners need to know what they're going to be looking for. If you don't know what you're looking for from the beginning, that's what here at Your Valuable Home can do for you is give you those points that you need to see on the contract. Because if it's not on there, I would make sure that that contract states it when you're hiring a good contract. If it's
0: not on there, good chance that you can, if you assume it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. Right. right. Yeah.
1: And a lot of people put their head in the sand think it's going to happen and it doesn't then they are complaining about it. And that's what the complaints we get. Well, if you know from the beginning, what you're going to be getting, because listen, the government's not there to protect you. You've got to be the one protecting yourself from the bad contractors, because these contractors today are so well-educated on the law. They know how to get around the law. Sure. And Mm -hmm. they're doing a great job of doing it. So if you don't know from the beginning and that's any problem, if you have a problem, contact us here at Kevin at your valuable home.net and let me help you out. Okay. So when you're hiring the right contractor, you know what you're looking for.
0: Good story. And stick with us because we've got a very interesting segment coming up, a feature segment with Kevin giving advice on how you can add resilience to your home and make your home more efficient if you're doing a major interior renovation. All right, we'll be back after we take a quick break. Hey, Kev, we've talked many times about the importance of curb appeal and the value quality products add to exterior home improvements. Provia fiberglass entry doors and vinyl replacement windows add that value, and for huge impact, curb appeal, and value, there's Provia vinyl and polypropylene siding.
1: Yep, the super polymer formulation of Provia siding reflects heat and protects against UV rays and solar heat buildup for lasting color and value. Provia siding comes in traditional, insulated, and decorative profiles, all with the look and texture of real wood. People often stop and ask me about my Provia Cedar Mac siding. I've actually gotten siding jobs that way.
0: Okay, so how about colors and styles?
1: My customers love the extensive palette of popular colors, including dark and bold hues. New colors for 2023 include Miss Gray, Harvest Red, and Pine. And Provia offers a wide variety of styles from clapboard to dutch lap, board and batten, and new harbor mill shingle and shake siding. Harbor Mill is reminiscent of traditional rough sawn shingle and staggered hand-split cedar shake. Both profiles are modeled after genuine cedar pieces using highly accurate laser scanning to ensure all the detail and texture of real cedar wood grain. Harbor Mill siding was designed with the installer in mind, incorporating built-in features that aid in a more efficient, hassle-free installation. The lightweight rigid panels are easier to handle and include locks, guides, and marks for the installer. That makes for quicker installation and beautiful curb appeal.
0: Yup, and you can see it all and how the colors and styles work with Provia entry doors and vinyl replacement windows at Provia's fabulous website, provia.com backslash YVH. Check out Provia's design center on the website and experiment with their exterior home visualizer to see how all the different styles, colors of Provia doors, windows, siding, stone, and roofing work together. Once again, Provia delivers on its mission to serve by caring for details in ways others won't. Visualize the possibilities at Provia.com backslash YVH. If you are considering a major renovation in the interior of your home, we've got some really good advice for you. Because as you do that, as you plan it now, you can plan to build in more resilience to your home and you can plan for more efficiency in your home. In terms of appliances hvac system and we're going to be talking about that right now so kevin is going to address this issue so for a homeowner with an existing home looking to do an interior extensive reno should they then think about doing upgrades to their home to make their home more resilient and to make their home run more efficiently. See, well, a lot of times when people think about a
1: renovation, they're just thinking one track mind, and the contractor just wants to come in and sell them as a certain element, whether it's going to be a kitchen, bathroom, any any type of work they're going to be doing. But when you have certain walls exposed or some elements where you can get to the existing insulation, That's say on time floor, to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. minimal cost. Mm-hmm. So that's what we try to tell people is that I'm not here to sell you. I'd rather educate you in understanding what you can get and get it for the best bang for the buck. And by doing that, anything that you can do or an upgrade that can be exposed to an element or tighten up certain areas. Because I'll give an example. If you have an older house. Some of the interior walls, they did in 2 by 3 which, again, it's not a problem. The house isn't going to fall down. That's what I'm not here to, to try to scare you, that it's a bad product. It's just there's certain things that you can do if you're removing walls or uh, opening up certain cavities, knowing what you're going to be getting. And by doing that, uh, say, having the walls exposed, taking that insulation out and upgrading it to new insulation. Now, I'm not talking about putting super insulation that, because uh, we were just talking about this with my wife. We talked about insulating windows. You can't over-insulate. It's not designed that way. And what I always talk about with homeowners is that you have to have an existing two-by-four wall. You can't go to the big box store and buy R30 insulation and put it in that two-by-four wall. It doesn't work that way. So uh, You need the depth. Right, you need the depth. That insulation is there based upon what the manufacturer says for breathability. So if you have a two-by-four wall, and they're now at R15, that cavity, the insulation that's built, is set up for three and a half inches. You can't take a six-inch piece and compress it into that three and a half inch that work Well what it does is it builds mold up because it's not breathable. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that as we go through the process, how important it is to have a well ventilated, well breathable house. But for any project you're gonna be doing, that's where you want to speak to your contractor when you're getting an the estimate and say, hey, listen, by the way, when you're talking about a kitchen, bathroom, anything you're gonna be doing, let's talk about some upgrades may say on insulation or certain areas like that.
0: All right, well let's talk about everybody's favorite room. It's where you go and eat like three times a day, the kitchen. For a kitchen renter, what would you recommend as an upgrade to make the kitchen more efficient?
1: Oh, new appliances is a great thing. If you have an appliance that's 35 years old, it's probably not going to be working efficient. So buying new appliances, Energy Star efficient appliances, your cost for energy are going to be going significantly down. Mm -hmm. And today, uh, it's more in the efficiency. So you're looking at that lower cost. Just because you're buying, say, a more expensive appliance doesn't mean it's the best thing. It's giving you an appliance that's going to be more efficient, that's going to suffice to something that what your needs are.
0: Yeah, the ones today are more efficient, but I wonder if if you bought a refrigerator today, mine's lasted 24 years. I think it's it's on its way out now, but it's lasted 24 years. Anything you buy today is going to last 24 years? Well,
1: uh, I <laughs> that's kind of a loaded question for it. I, I've noticed appliances, like, say, dishwashers, uh, you might get 10 years out of a dishwasher if you're lucky, seven to 10 years. Today. today, I've noticed in my kitchens that I did for myself and for my customers, dishwashers are the ones that are going uh, a little bit more frequently. They're not gonna last 24 years. 10 or 10 years,
0: 10 years, get 10 years out
1: of it. You're lucky, hmm. seven to 10 years is usually a good number. Refrigerators, I mean, you, you should be able to get a new refrigerator the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah, you're putting a lot of money off for the product. You You want quality and a lot of people I see today are spending more expensive product because they want the better quality. Is that true? I think all the products today are built uh, probably the same, but it's the bells and whistles. People want that technology. They want to get that at- You yeah, see, I don't,
0: I don't. I, as a matter of fact, with my refrigerator, the ice maker, mm-hmm. the water thing leaked. I pulled it out of there. I turned it off the ice maker. I go out and buy ice now if I have like some people over or something like that. Because if you, if that happens to you, that can really really make a mess in your house.
1: Yeah, true. You know? But what you can also do is that, I, I, very rarely we do this, they have, what are called ice maker refrigerators that actually recirculate. We actually put a pan in a drain right under there. that's an old school type. I've done it several times. I haven't done it recently. But where if
0: it leaks, it's not going to go all over the place.
1: Right. (laughs) Right, It's going to collect inside that panning into a drain, which kind of, it's supposed to leak to your sump pump at that point. It's not meant to drain and go back into the sewer system. So a lot of people think is that you want to take your mechanicals, your, the air conditioning that you have. uh, If you have a washer dryer where you have a panning, if you have something up on the second floor, Code says it really doesn't require a panning, but I would put one in just in case. And all that extra water, that gray water that does happen to come through. Where does
0: watches. the pan go? Where does it go? Underneath the refrigerator? Mm-hmm. And there's room under there to do that.
1: It's It gets a little difficult. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure it, it does. It does yeah. get a little difficult. So you got to make sure that that uh, panning from the refrigerator, because you have a countertop over it, so it's not going to be sliding out as easy. Okay. See, that's what people don't understand.
0: What should they think about in terms of the stove,
1: whether it be gas or electric? Well, again, it's, it's completely up to what, your house has to offer see mm-hmm. some places don't have natural gas but you can turn around if you really like cooking with gas you can get a company that actually supplies propane, propane you have tanks yeah. out there yeah. you can go skies to the limit but what you need to know are the pros and cons of each of the units that you're going to purchase see when it comes to a stove anything's pretty much energy star energy efficient but it's what do you like doing The new electric stoves today, they have cooktops where you put your pan on and uh, the the pan gets instantly hot, but it doesn't get hot as a safety feature to your hand if you just put it on there. But I say to to how the homeowners look, if you're worried about the safety, you have young children, it's not a bad idea to do, but you got to look at the efficiency of the unit itself. It's still going to be very good. It's because it's a new appliance and they're designed that way. Okay. So whether you're doing any appliances, it's really- So it's a trade-off, efficiency versus longevity. Right, plus what is your personal use? See, mm-hmm. some people really think about that energy efficiency and the, the Energy Star. You're not saving thousands of dollars a month. You might save maybe $5 a month if you get something new, $10. But if you add that up, and I it over a 30-year period, or 15 years that you have that refrigerator, you're going to be seeing some savings. Mm-hmm. But then you have to look at the cost of what you want. It's the bells and whistles. Do you want the, the wider refrigerator? Do you want the, uh, the Wi-Fi system where you can work everything off your phone? Some of my customers get that. And again, it's an added bonus. So I wouldn't look at your turn on your investment on it. Just look at the convenience of what you're going to be doing with the appliances when you're doing a kitchen reno.
0: What are the best recommendations you can make to explain uh, how do people get a more efficient HVAC system?
1: Well, today, all HVAC systems are built better. The efficiency is much greater than 25, 30 years ago. Mine,
0: again, is it's 24 years old. Everything's, everything's 24 years old.
1: All right, so let me ask you a question. What is your average monthly bills in the wintertime here in Pennsylvania?
0: For everything? For everything. 212, 215 That's pretty good. Yeah,
1: but your house isn't that old, so you have some upgrades uh, that were already 24 built. Twenty four years old. Yeah, so twenty
0: four, even still twenty four
1: years ago, you, you got some good value out of what you're you're doing with your house and if you have an appliance that's really working you're really paying minimal costs i would say if you were getting close to the 400 hundred dollar range with your expensive yeah no plus,
0: i'm not i'm not i'm not there no. that's
1: where i would look i mean thinking about five six seven eight years ago people with the change from going from the uh, light bulbs to the led bulbs that's a big bonus right there it's a big bonus see when people look at it see here's what a lot of people don't understand is that just going to the bulbs you're saving energy efficiency but let's talk about in the summertime i'll give you an example my last house I had 118 recessed lights and they were called the BR-30 bulbs and PAR-30 bulbs. When you put your hand near them, they were hot. So let's talk about now in the summertime that my mechanical system, which I had air conditioning, which was the heat pump, cooling the place down at nighttime when I'm having all these lights running because now the heat that's dispersing off the light bulb, my unit has to work extra hard to accommodate. But LEDs don't do that. You're right. So it's a double bang. That's where that big invention was with the LED. It just gave it so much more bang for the buck because you're not fighting the heat and you're saving electricity because it's not burning off that light, the filament that is in the bulb itself. So when you talk about appliances like with the mechanical if you have a heat pump do you need a new one listen i'm just as guilty as you because my system is probably about 14 15 years old and it's running great i service it every year which is a big part because i have a boiler on the one side and the addition that i put on is a heat pump but maintaining every unit that you have it's going to extend the life but do you want to spend the money now to put a new heat pump in if it's working no, you don't, but that you
0: just raised an interesting question there. The heat
1: pump, is that an option now? That's the best option for somebody that's looking for an all-out possibility, which means if you have gas lines there, because now I have gas at my house uh, that were run by Pico, I'm still not changing it over to gas, but a heat pump's a great way to go because it's energy efficient. It does. They've gotten clean. a lot
0: better over the last 10, oh, or 15 yeah. years, right?
1: Well, a lot of people complained about heat pumps 30 years ago because if you ever put your hand by the heat pump and the air was coming out, it was only coming up like 78 to 83 degrees and it, it felt cold air coming in. There's so many more efficient ways that that unit can run. I'm still old school. I like the boiler system. That Boy, that heats up so nice and so quick. You're running diesel oil. It's basically what you're doing. You're running diesel oil. It's going to be uh, costly today. So, but the efficiency is, it's really nice. See, when that, what people don't understand is that when that unit is running and once it gets, the, the valve gets to the certain point where it reaches to what you have it set on, it shuts off. So now the boiler is not running, but let alone the heat is still in the pipes. Mm-hmm. So that heat in the pipes and the fins will keep that room or that element that hotter longer. So it doesn't need to turn on. Mm-hmm. And with that, again, depending on the insulation of your house and how well the, the quality of the house and the insulation is, you're going to get that longevity and okay. that's what people need to know look here's the one thing that that i love i absolutely love it but i can't see me buying into it right now is because i have a residential home i'm not building new is the geothermal great concept minimal energy it is unbelievable but i got to look at the cost the initial
0: cost to put it in has got to be pretty huge, expensive right yeah
1: but if I was younger, absolutely I would do it. Because when I look at the cost averaging over the 25 years I'm going to be at a house, I would definitely do it. Mm-hmm. If you're building a new house, well, yeah, well, why not do it? Mm-hmm. Because the land's already chewed up. So geothermal is just taking the, the heat that's used or the cool from the, the earth, the natural part of the earth, and using Which is that. is a
0: constant 56 degrees, right? Correct.
1: Yeah. It's still running mechanical, but what it's using is that earth to subsidize for that heat and or cooling that you're going to be using through the house. So it's very minimal electricity that's going to be used because it's using the pipes, the closed loop to go down into the earth and come back up. So that right there is that's where the energy savings come in. But here's the big thing is that you still have to put all this money out to do it. I mean, I I priced it out several times in some of my homes, but it just wasn't worth it for me to do it because of the the initial cost.
0: If you're in an area... It's got high radon. It's coming out of the ground. Correct. Do you have to compensate for that if you have geothermal power?
1: The piping is going to be outside. Then they're going to bring it in inside the house, probably through the sidewall, right. going right into the unit, the air handle or part of it. If it's coming from the ground, see what people don't understand is that you're, it's always going to be seeping through somehow. Again, I'm not trying to tell people to do this, but if you, you ever open your window in your basement, you're never going to get radon readings, no matter how bad it is. And give an example with my last house. Because it dissipates. Right. It, it's going to go right. out. Right. But some people don't have windows in the basement because it's an older house. So they have to put a radon system in that's designed there where it's, they dig out some slab area and they put a fan in there and then they seal it back up. And what it does is it pulls those gases that get trapped under the slab. So it works great. But, you know, I did a test when I was talking to the guys that were doing the radon in my house and I said, Hey, listen, let's do it. I'll keep the windows closed, but you know, i sign that I will keep them closed. But I'd like to test it because it came up really high and I had to put two radon systems in because it was a bigger house. Let me open the windows, come back, and I'll keep the windows open. Those small little windows, the ratings were milled to nothing that were showing up because I was getting some air movement through there. Again, it it goes back to the ventilation of the house, the air quality. So as long as you have a system set in place, I'm not saying not to get the radon, you've got to do what's right for the house and your family. So if you do have high radon, I would definitely still look at getting the the radon system in because you don't want any problems down the line. So you can mitigate it. Correct.
0: I've got a guy who does some work for me, and he's going to put in this new type of smoke and CO2 detector that it's one and done. The thing will last 10 years. You never change the batteries because they're all lithium. Yep. And it's probably one of the things, the least considerations when people redo a house, whatever. But if you have old smoke detectors and O2 detectors in your house, you're taking a chance, right?
1: Well, you are. You definitely are. But with when you're doing a, a project, this is the nice part. And uh, definitely here in Pennsylvania is that when I'm doing any project, any project in your house, once I start that process of they doing your kitchen, if I'm doing your kitchen, what the townships are going to require me to do is to make sure that I upgrade your smoke detectors. Oh, seriously? They force us to do it. Uh-huh. So every bedroom's got to have a smoke detector. And in the hallway upstairs, it's got to be a combo, which is a smoke and CO2 that's the law. I can't get around that doing that, but the so township's around so your
0: here. your got to have.
1: The bedroom's got to have smoke detectors, but the outside in the hallway, they're looking for a combo, we call know, it.
0: a combo, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, they want the combo, but they're, they're forcing me into doing it around here. So, I mean, I'm not sure how it is through the other 49 states, but uh, check with your state uh, or even local. If you're doing any jobs like that, they're going to probably force you into doing any type of work or if you're doing an I think an it's addition, a good idea. It's it is. a good idea.
0: Because most people, you know, they... They're up in the ceiling. They forget about it. They could be 15 years old, and they probably don't even work anymore. You know? So uh, this guy, he was going to replace a couple for me. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, let's just start from scratch, get the latest thing, put it up there. And uh, they're not cheap. They are not cheap. No,
1: but they last. But they last. So you're telling me after 10 years of us doing the show that every time I call you, you have that beep going on because you're back. No, it's not going is- to happen anymore. Woo-hoo! All right. Yeah. Yeah, but very
0: important. Somebody called me once, and I said, uh, do you have a bird in the house? <laughs> It does no, sound like a canary. No, I just, I just tune it out. I mean, I just, I don't even hear it, to tell you the truth. But it is. I won't have to do that anymore.
1: You're right? set. Yeah, you're yeah. definitely set. But uh, yeah, you, you definitely want to get it. But if you're doing a kitchen or any type of reno, if you're building an addition, they're not making you do the hardwired. They're just making you do these new improved lithium. Mine are hardwired. Right. So... But if you're doing, say, an addition on an older house, they're gonna the township that I work in, they're gonna force me into make sure that the rest of the house is upgraded. Even though I can't run a line to it.
0: Oh, so you don't have to hardwire. No. You just have to have the newest detectors up there. Correct. But anything
1: new that I build the addition has to be hardwired. But if Uh, you're looking up on the second floor, I can't get to that. So they're not gonna make us spend all that money to rip out everything and put hardwire going up to it. They just wanna make sure that it's a new But anything new you do. Yeah. Hardwired. Okay. Anything new has to be hardwired. Well, my Battery house was new
0: twenty four years ago, so it, it was hardwired at mm-hmm. that time. And I, he actually is going to replace the wiring too. The guy is going to do his job for him. He's going to replace the wiring as well.
1: Well, if there's a problem with that that's another. we talking about appliances. That's another issue that uh, we ought to do a show on. The biggest problem I'm having today uh, with appliances and a lot of the the new ways that I have to do electric is we have to put these new breakers in. They're so sensitive. That appliance companies, I've dealt with a bunch of them, are having issues once we, like, I'll give you an example, I redid a kitchen. And every kitchen I do with these newer, really expensive refrigerators, as soon as they plug them in, they shut off. And, yeah, it's because there's something that's super sensitive, whatever the appliance companies make. They're not conforming to the new codes here we're having with these new breakers that are so sensitive, you could have, I had another one where I did it where shuts the refrigerator off. Oh, yeah. It senses a problem. So and, how do you get around that then? Yeah. I'm not going to say that on the air right now until we figure something out, but there's things that we do, but I tell homeowners, here's what's going to happen. It's going to shut off because I've had it, and I talked to the company that I deal with for the electrical inspections, and he just started laughing. He said, I, we get tons of them. I spoke to appliance companies that say, yeah, we have them for certain developments. We put these appliances in, and these new Breakers are so sensitive; it's turning the appliance, which is a home run, which is a wire that's run from the appliance right to the box. But that's another situation we can talk about going further. But it's an added protection. We're having trouble with it, but I think I can get someone of the uh, an electrical engineer to come on and talk about.
0: Yeah, that would that would be a very interesting subject to get into. A big problem too we're having with it. I'm sure. Is it much more expensive when you if you if you're doing a major renover to begin with? To do upgrades that are required to bring the existing home up to newer and more efficient codes.
1: It's easier to do when you're doing certain upgrades. When you're ripping in your house. things apart. Yeah, yeah, when you're ripping things yeah. apart. Mm-hmm. To try to really go in to, to start upgrading certain parts of the house could get expensive because it doesn't seem worthwhile for a contractor to be sending so much time. For such a small little thing mm-hmm. like i said you rip in a kitchen out and you have the walls drywall ripped out because you ripped the drywall in the kitchen well upgrade the insulation it's a minimal cost what are you going to spend about two hundred dollars in insulation this stuff and stuff is 000.
0: it's all removed anyway mm-hmm. right so take the opportunity and do it
1: it's the best form to do it while you're doing a reno in any of your projects bathrooms i'll give you an example bathrooms because the ceiling insulation in that area uh, is minimal uh, most of the house that we rip out probably have a maybe an r25 if we're lucky r19 r25 the bathroom mm-hmm. ceilings because they're so old they're about 40 50 year old homes that's what they put in back then because gas and diesel were cheap back then so if energy was cheap we didn't really need to insulate now we need to see we need to insulate we need to upgrade so today they're they're even thinking of going to, to an r60 insulation in the uh, bathroom mm-hmm. well in an attic in an attic, in an okay. attic. right now in pennsylvania we're at uh, the zone we are in, they're requiring an R49 minimum. So when you see that big bat of insulation at the box floor and say, wow, that's a lot, that's minimum requirements for a ceiling. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing people really should be upgrading is the insulation, say, up in your attic. Because how many times do I tell you if you're doing your siding, your windows, anything you're going to be doing, the best form of insulation you're going to get is up in your attic. And I say it real simple. Yeah, because high-air rise. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, right.
1: ventilation is a big part of the home today that a lot. Most builders and everybody, they don't think about how to be uh, very cautious with what you're building. Everybody, I'm thinking about it. Years ago, they were talking about building such an airtight house. Well, how tight is that house and how well is the air quality inside that house?
0: How do you know what's proper?
1: Well, it's proper is that you should be having airflow through there. So here's what we're talking about is you're building a house and you're getting it say a contractor is phenomenal and he's building a super airtight house. He's putting windows in, he's putting everything that's wrapped into the house. that's making it so tight. It's got to be breathable. Now I've been working with Tyvek for a long, long time. That product is breathable because what people don't understand is your house is an explosion of moisture and people don't understand it's going through your walls, let alone your ceiling, but it does go through your walls. So here's the examples that we're doing say windows in your bathroom and I rip your bathroom out and I put a new window in the bathroom's done, even though it has a fan on there, and you take a nice hot shower in the wintertime, and you notice that the window is steamed up, and it's all wet. Well, most of the time, people are calling me saying, well, we got a problem. The window's it's, it's not working well because it's, it's all wet on the inside. I said, well, no, 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 no. It's doing its job. Glass is unbreathable. So I shouldn't
0: worry. I, my house is like that. I shouldn't worry about that. Absolutely okay. not. Okay. right.
1: Because it's just showing you that glass, it's an unbreathable surface, and, it, and it's an indication of how much moisture is passing out through that glass. Well, it's not getting through the glass, but it's going through the walls. And years ago, this is a a concept that I did years ago. We used to put a foam board on a half-inch insulation foam board and tape the seams. It was common practice in the late 80s, early 90s. And I still see guys doing it today. But when you put that foil-faced foam board up, that is unbreathable. That's slowing the moisture that's going through your house to that foil because foil is also unbreathable. If you put water in foil, it's not going to go through it. And that's what people don't understand. You want to make the house breathable. Greenboard is a drywall that has a protective coating on the outside to slow up the process of the moisture that is going to pass through it or deteriorate it as it's up. They usually put it inside showers. But here's the big problem why it doesn't work. Two reasons. Number one, when you put it inside a shower, is that they try to raise it up off the floor. And if they've already drywalled some part of the bathroom, they cut the bottom of that drywall inside the shower. So, it allows that moisture to wick up into that. And that's why you see so much rot in newer homes right at the bottom, like the first two to three feet of the tile in your right. bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's human error. But the second thing I always tell people is that listen, you put that green board up. What's the product that it's protecting? Well, it's the, like a chalk lime mixed, the drywall part of it, it's protecting against. I say, well, perfect. What are you putting on the green board that's smoothing out those seams? the same stuff it's protected against. So now it's on the outside when you're putting the spackle on, that's covering the seams that you have to tape. So how well is that green board technically working? Not well. Not well at all. So the two things that you must, that is a must with it, and this is one thing I do with every bathroom, is the fan that I put in your room. So I'll put a nice high powered fan in. And when you're in the shower, I automatically put the light switch with the fan and the lights in the shower. Listen. If you're using the bathroom, you know if you got to go to the bathroom, well, put the other light switch on. But the reason why I want that fan on when you're in the shower because I want the moisture out of there, no matter it what sucks paint, the moisture out. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. got to leave it on for a while. Don't shut it off right away. Let it run for a couple more minutes after you even get out of the shower because you want that moisture out. It doesn't build great air quality. Mold builds up no matter what you have, whatever product or a great grout that you put on. You're still going to get mold if you have a lot of moisture that's sitting inside your bathroom. And that's why people are always complaining about mold. I said, well, listen, run the fan because air movement is going to stop that. It's not gonna guarantee it's gonna stop it completely, but it's gonna slow the process up that people don't understand about that. Having a great ventilation system along with good paint are crucial. And even if you have a window, cause law says, code says you don't have to have a bathroom fan with a window as long as the window is inside the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But I tell people, listen, if you're living up north in America, how many times you open up your window when it's 22 degrees out, you, you want to shower? You don't, yeah. no, you don't. No. So have that fan running. Mm. But moisture is a big, big thing people just don't understand that we're building them tighter, but how is the air quality? And one of the things that we do here, just in, in our neck of the woods at one of our townships, Northampton Township, they require in basements, and I'm, I'm putting them everywhere now, is a fresh air dampering system. It's non-mechanical. And what it is, is the it's a vent that you look looks like a kitchen vent on the outside. And it, what it does is a barometric damper system that's brought in about 20 feet inside the house because they want that air to temper through that piping as it comes in so it's not ice cold. Mm-hmm. And when the pressure drops, then on the other side of the basement, they have a fan. So when you're going downstairs on the main light switch, that fan turns on with the lights. So it's moving the air. It's taking that stale, dead moisture air and pulling it out the How other side. How much does a
0: system like that cost?
1: Anywhere from 1500 to $2,500 completely installed.
0: Hmm.
1: No mechanical parts except the fan releasing it. That fresh air is going to be pumping in uh, when the pressure drops in that basement. So you're getting fresh air. And when I did it in my house when I built you're my getting house,
0: getting fresh air does that have an impact on radon? Then,
1: well, no, because it's coming in through the band joist. So in the ceiling, it's usually put right out through the band joist in between your your floor joist. I just usually run it through there. It looks like ductwork. It looks like mechanical ductwork. But it's great because when I had my basement, you ever do that new smell you get with the basement, that cement smell? I kind of like that smell. Yeah, I like the smell too. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. a- <laughs> so that's what I do is when I had it in there uh, with the old part of the house and the new part of the house, the new part of the house, I had to put it in per code and that smell was there. And when I was down in the basement for maybe about four or five minutes, that smell went away because the township forced me in doing it. So I'm thinking if it's working here, getting the smell, that, that musty feeling, mm-hmm. well, why not do it all the time? So I put it in every basement. You, Fifteen to twenty five hundred to yeah, do it. Completely installed. The sense. material cost is cheap. What are you looking at a fan that's going to cost you about one hundred eighty dollars, and some ductwork is probably going to run about another three four hundred dollars. So the rest would be labor for somebody to put it in. Now, if you have an existing basement that's already drywall, it's going to cost some more money. But if you have a drop yeah, ceiling,
0: you got to rip out. Correct. Yeah. Okay. But
1: that is so important that people just don't understand. If you don't have that good air quality throughout the house in these new super tight homes that you're building, you're going to have a lot of issues. And it's the same thing with roofing. See, what, pe- what people think about roofing is that they talk about ceiling fans and ridge vent and gable vents, and people don't really understand what they're talking about. And that would be a great show we can talk about of how each individual one works. Some work, some don't work, and how they work in conjunction, having that whole unit tying together. hmm So that's, uh, I mean, that's, I know we're running out of time here, but that's just- Yeah,
0: we got to leave it there. Uh, This has been interesting, been interesting for me too. Yeah, we'll get into some of these other topics as we go down the road. Yeah. We got Simpson Strong Tie coming up another week or so, and maybe we can talk about resilience and doing windows, doors, and siding if you are getting into a major rental on the outside of the house. Some great things you can upgrade your house with. I think that's going to be great
1: for homeowners to understand how they can do it at a very inexpensive cost. Yeah. And it's going to be so much better for you in the long run. Okay. And the house in the long run, too. Terrific. Remember the name, Provia, your single source for professional class, entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone and metal roofing. Products made with latest technology and honest old-world craftsmanship. The Provia way.